What's up, guys? It's your friendly neighborhood Triceratops coming at you with an extra special Friday episode of Keybinds, the Trample Gaming Podcast. We were lucky enough to be approached by a local student recently. Her name is Jade, and she wanted to interview myself, Bishop, and Pinch about Trample Gaming and our passion for video games and community. So, if you want to hear a little bit more about our history, what we're looking to do in the future, stick around for the episode, and we'll see you guys on the other side. Trample Gaming, I was looking into it a little bit, and you guys have been around since like 2019, is that right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep, that's correct. What, what made you guys start it? Like, were you guys streamers to start and then decided to build it into an organization? Yeah, so a couple, couple different reasons, right? And, and G, I'll let you take a crack at this too, because honestly, I don't think we would have done this had it not been for your intervention and saying like, hey, we're doing this, right? <laughs> um, so... I came from a little bit of a competitive background uh, in gaming, so I played a uh, couple games competitively, mostly Heroes of the Storm, which was one that I had had a little bit of success with. Uh, I was on a couple different teams, and we were actually a part of another organization. Okay. And part of any organization, there's always a content side, okay? So, like, there's, you know, as I'm sure you're well aware, there's your esports side, there's your competitive side, uh, and then there's your content side. And I wanted to explore content creation when I realized like I was just like over the hill, if you will, right? Like um, I was just ready to be done, like playing competitively, at least at least like at that level. So I was like, all right, I'm done. And at that point, I was like, well, I want to, you know, I want to stream more. I'd already started streaming. I'd been streaming for a while and then started streaming more heavily. And that was kind of like what developed, I would say, initially like what we wanted to do like that was sort of like in my brain like what formed this like okay so you do esports you do content right after that organization we we had left that uh joe and myself had left that uh, organization that Joe had been brought on for content and it was kind of like well what's next what are we going to do next what do we want to do and he's like let's just let's just do our own thing right let's just you know start our own thing might as well no idea with what the focus was going to be no idea what we were going to do with it initially but we just were like oh yeah let's do something jay i'll let you take a, a crack at it too i don't know probably a better <laughs> so, name. yeah the the transition was really interesting because it was at a time where uh the organization that we were currently working with kind of stagnated a little bit so nice. so alex and i decided like hey we need to continue to make a place where people from all across the country and the world can, you know, hang out with each other, play video games and do stuff like that, you know? So like we decided like, why don't we just, why don't we just kind of do our, our own thing? Like we, he and I, we realized after a couple like weeks of sort of being inactive in that organization that we were really the heart of it. Like we were the core of what people kept coming back to. People wanted to see, see Alex play video games, play with him, play with me. Um, mm-hmm. And and at the end of the day, we were like, well, let's like, we carry it anyway. So let's just, let's just do it. So right. we, we took the step. I mean, it was probably like four, four or five months in the making before mm-hmm. we actually like finalized everything and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Trample gaming. This is where, when we're going to launch all that stuff. So it's like, it was a lot of work. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it was hours upon hours of work, but, but I feel like, I feel like it, you know, it is an amazing thing now for at least us and our friends you know oh yeah it's it's always like really nice to get to do what you want to do 
and on your terms. So, and that's really cool. And I see like you guys define like trample gaming as uh, something that is really built on like community content and competitiveness. So like really, I'd love to focus on like each of those three points a little bit further. So when it comes to community, you guys have done a ton of stuff like streamathons. You guys have done like the holiday uh, events. What are some of your guys' favorite events that you put on? Me personally, I'll just say, I like, I think my favorite thing that we did was a one-off charity stream for Australia last year or year and a half ago at this yeah. point. Um, when the had, Australia uh, event, that was fun. That was uh, crazy. That was fun though. Like that, to me, that was like the most fun thing I think that we've done. Obviously we've raised thousands of dollars for children's hospitals across the United mm-hmm. States. You know, I love that. I love doing that as well. I love doing it every year. That's with Extra Life. Yeah, we planted 500 trees in Australia throughout that whole day, which was just That's amazing. Yeah, it was crazy, right? Just to see like not only our local community come together, but also we have members all over the place. We've got a very uh, awesome guy in Norway, Lord Dax. Uh, you know, it's funny. I know I'm up too late when he comes into Discord because it's like <laughs> in the morning, and it's like for him, he's like, "Oh, I'm getting up, going to work. What's up?" Or like, "I just just, just, just ran my off. 5K run." Like, <laughs> I'm just awake. Uh, but like to me, that was like the most fun event, just because we were able to connect so many people to actually make a big impact outside of this country because that was like the first time we'd actually done something like for outside so i'll let the rest of y'all take a crack out well, so much and, and i'll mention i mean community for us is having a place for everyone to be themselves we have people from not only all over the world but all walks of life people who are going through some things and and we're always there for them you know we're we're family first you know we talk about it all the time like some of the people we've met online are some of our best friends mm-hmm. in comparison to people we know in real life so for us it's just making a safe place for everyone to to be able to interact and play games yeah to to kind of piggyback off of what what sarah was saying like i had never met alex up until like last year he i live i live on the west coast and you know he he had to visit me for some personal reasons and whatnot and it was just like it was like knowing my friend from you know childhood he just came into my house hung out with me we you know drank some beers and just caught up like we hadn't talked in 12 years but I was literally talking to him before he got on the plane you know so it was right it's really cool to to be able to have that kind of community you know um mm-hmm. especially online especially in a time where a lot of online conversations can be really toxic so this is like it's it's a really cool place to just be kind of free from that right nice to like have like a reprieve from all the the other like garbage that comes through constantly (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's nice having friends so you don't have to solo queue everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's toxic (laughs) so Mm -hmm. is that how like your discord like kind of comes into play with your community as well as that just help you connect with like more people because you guys have what like 250 plus like people in your discord yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because it's it's one of those things where it's something that we've curated over the years, right? Like it's mm-hmm. been a slow process. We've had much larger numbers than that. We've had obviously smaller numbers than that, but it's something that for us has always been sort of like an important touchstone for bringing the community together, for mm-hmm. not only connecting the dots locally, you know, in mm-hmm. this region, but also around the world. And right you know, we really do point to like Discord has been huge. And and Gio, we were literally just talking about this the other day, just about how Discord like helps us connect with people that otherwise like there's no way we would have found, right? So what what's interesting is is not what necessarily brings them in, but what keeps them here 
I think, mm. because there's a lot of different reasons, I would say, why people stay and hang out in the community. Everything from I've known some of these people for 25 plus years. I've played competitively with them in tournaments or against them. We've known them from content creation, from playing different games with them. I mean, there's just there's just so much. There's so many different reasons. To me, I think it's, it really is one of the most important pieces to bring kind of everybody together. It just kind of ties everything together. That's awesome. Uh, so do you guys have any events like coming up? I know it's a little weird with like the, the world and everything right now, but with things kind of opening back up, do you guys have any plans for any events in the future that like you can talk about? One thing locally, one thing online. Uh, the local thing I can't quite talk about yet because I don't have a date for it. Uh, okay. But it will be a tournament, different kind of tournament than we've done in the past. <laughs> I'll leave it at that, but it'll be fun. You know, we're still doing the tournaments every single week at Bees Infinite Hobbies. So he's right in Green Castle. And it's been good because it's it's been a, a fun, safe, clean environment for, you know, the kids to come out to, kids and parents, everybody comes out. And it's just, it's a great environment. And like I said, everybody's safe. They wear masks, you know, and it's a lot of fun. So we can get together and, and do that in a safe way. So that's been really nice to be able to bring that back, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, it has been a challenge. I do want to throw that out there because we've, we've been doing this now for, a while and coronavirus just did things that I didn't think it would do right for for our organization in kind of an unfortunately like negative way that said I think we've come together in other ways where we've been able to do more stuff online obviously we stream a lot we ran a Valorant tournament last year that was awesome so I think there's a couple things that we'd like to do and, and maybe expand upon as well as our community game nights which are insane community game nights are just sort of uh <laughs> next one will be in May actually that that one that is the online nice. event talk about so i don't know what game we're playing quite yet but last was the last one we did prominence poker which was you know silly steam free poker game right but every i was shocked i mean how many people we had came out yeah. i couldn't even we've believe done it. we've done rocket league um mm-hmm. oh my gosh what else i'm blaming. halo, halo. Uh, we, we did among us among no. us yeah. No, yeah. yeah i mean we've done all sorts of different silly community game nights you know and that's and again that's we, try, awesome. we try to keep it open so that it's not like anybody can do it right anybody can download the game because they're free games or they're mm-hmm. super cheap on steam or something uh, town of salem we did which is super cheap you can play that on your phone you know so we try to keep it fun and, and open for everybody to get everybody involved even if you're not like a you know gamer or whatever you know? right but, that's really cool so kind of switching now to like the content aspect so you guys play a whole whole bunch of different games on twitch man i was like the yeah. super smash brothers you have valorant you have fortnite overwatch you got that D segment do you get more traction on some games than others wow that's a good question that's a great question <laughs> i think it depends um, i think i think the biggest thing is that like the the variety of game gets to kind of bring in all sorts of different people like people who really like say for instance undertale you know that'll bring the undertale like diehard fans out people who play rocket league will start to bring in like the more competitive rocket league kids out when they see that you know sarah is playing with beefy who's a grand champion in rocket league their ears are going to perk up right so right. It's always cool to see random people come through and end up staying because of that. I mean, we have a, a a handful of really good people. The first one to come to mind is Hawaiian, who we found randomly playing Valorant, who has now become one of my best friends and one of our meme lords in the chat. He'll always drop memes like at least once a day. It's 
yeah. beautiful. That's you really know, cool. Because it does bring out, yeah, there's different people come out for different things, I guess, right? So like some of the Smash content has been huge because when we were able to actually run bigger in-person tournaments and we would stream them, we would have people come who were ranked from other regions who would drive, you know, hour, two hours, whatever, to come out to these tournaments. It's sort of a ad hoc proving ground for people who are up and coming in the Smash scene. So it gets interesting when you start streaming those because people want to watch that. They want to see what's going on, you know, especially because MDVA as a region when it comes to fighting games in general and Smash in general uh, is a big deal. Obviously, SmashCon is in is in Virginia. They, they didn't have SmashCon last year because of Corona. They're not having it this year. But soon, we're going to be back to having majors. Glitch is obviously at Xanadu, which is Laurel Park, Maryland. We have a really hot region here. So like when we have younger kids or like talent that like hasn't really been seen a whole lot and they're playing in these matches and they look insane on stream, like that will bring people out too. So it's it's sort of a, a variety of things. And we have other people who have cultivated their own communities as well. Mm -hmm. So they tend to get like some more viewers, whereas people like myself and Bish and Pinch, it's like we have all the same like five viewers every time. And it's just, you know, <laughs> um, but you know, offhand I think of Brett Farmer and he's got his own little community going mm -hmm. and every time he streams he's got a, a steady stream of people coming in so yeah it just it just depends on the game really and really what time which is annoying to think about yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I always call it degenerate hours like early in the morning late at night that's like your best time for some reason like those people who are like up super late but I stream at like you know regular hours yeah <laughs> That's what, like, my uh, my other half, he likes to try to stream sometimes, but he's like, I like to stream between the hours of, like, 7 and 9 at night, and then I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. that's that's good job. <laughs> like, good for you. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so, like, um, when you guys, now, this, I'm, I'm very, like, super curious about this. As, like, an organization, when you guys are like if you guys are like watching any other streamers are there th things that you look for and you're like oh them i think they would make a great addition to our team like what are some aspects that you guys like to look for wow that's a great question the best way for me to describe it is i want them to be more like alex and less like me uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, alex is like if if Alex is like the super nice partner, like the the Disneyland dad, I'm the one that gets in like you talk to when you get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> everybody everybody jokes that like I'm I'm the Grim Reaper because I'm the only one who has ever like kicked anybody out of the Discord or like fired anyone from the organization. Mm -hmm. But mainly it's just because I have all the templates on my computer. So <laughs> There's, um, a, there's a compliance fact. I mean, with every business, right? With every business, you have to have <laughs> compliance people. You have to have, you know, good HR people, right? Like, Geo is that, like, for me. I'm way too nice. I know I'm too nice, right? I, <laughs> I, I'm, it's tough for me. <laughs> but it's so subjective. There's so little objective criteria when it comes to, like, actually bringing new people on board. Mm -hmm. It's funny. We don't recruit often. We, we just don't for content. It, it's just one of those things, again, like, it's been a slow growth but it's a real curation process of like who really makes sense to like bring in and and does it does it work i would say on content i think we're kind of batting a thousand at this point i don't think we've brought anybody in for content specifically that it was just like this doesn't make sense or doesn't work competitive is a totally different story <laughs> 
obviously, but I've been really impressed, like, because it's just, I don't know, I would say one, one thing is certainly, it's not even about how many people watch or their viewers or their community or anything like that. It's what do they stream for? Like, if you can tell if you can watch somebody and, they, and, and they're streaming and you can just automatically understand why they're streaming, that's, that's a good stream, right? In my opinion. Yep. They don't have to explain it. They just have to, you know, they could be streaming to nobody. And it's still somebody who makes compelling content that I think is is intriguing and something I want to watch. And, and I think when you take a step back, Twitch is not a platform for discovery. Like people are not on Twitch to get discovered. They bring their audiences from external sources onto Twitch typically. So when people start streaming, a lot of times they're streaming to zero, one, two, three, four, whatever it is. And I think what's so fascinating is it's the people who stream to less viewers are the ones that are the most interesting, especially when they can just have a fantastic stream presence. They're good on the mic. They're good at having conversations with themselves, I guess. You know, there's so many different <laughs> factors, but that's a that's a big one for me. Yeah. And they and they play well. I mean, like case in point, Bravo, who who is like sub 10 viewers every stream, but that man can play a game like he can touch any game, Valorant, Apex, Overwatch, whatever. And... <laughs> he keeps everybody at Pummel Party Pummel every party. time. I, I don't know how. It's an RNG board game. How does yeah. this man win every time? I don't uh, get it. I don't need it. <laughs> You know, and, among us yeah everything uh, and, and he can he can talk to he can talk to himself and he can talk to his chat while he's being you know top tier in yeah. whatever game he's playing and that's yeah. that to me is the most incredible part about being a content creator and finding those really talented creators i used to play overwatch this was like years ago like probably like four years ago and i would play it on twitch and i'd like be talking to myself i'd be like my god i am so bad no one's gonna watch like nobody wants to watch you die all the time like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny though, like I, I would argue that there's so many top level streamers that are just awful at games these days, really, mm -hmm. quite frankly, plenty of streamers that are just bad, but they're so good at interacting and creating the content that it's like, it kind of doesn't, it's crazy. That's not my experience, right? And that's like, you know, obviously, <laughs> not, you know, that's not my experience, right? But I think that it's funny because when you start to break it down, your biggest Twitch streamers on planet earth are people that would be in my opinion incompatible with like what we like to do you know because we are kind of hometown I want people to have like a connection with the people that you know are on a team and I think that bigger streamers they just don't it's hard for them to connect on individual level they're not like relatable yeah and, yeah and that, and that could be tough you know and and at the same time you know having that local presence here but also streaming online and you know having people who watch all over the world or whatever it's it, it is interesting that it's you know, we talk about this all the time. It's such a small world, but you know, like Gio, I think you said this, but it's it's having the wisdom to know that it's still large, right? And that's that's been kind of like a philosophy for us, I would say. When I, I still find myself watching partnered streamers mm -hmm. who have, you know, hundreds or thousands of viewers at a time and they are the most chill people yeah. and I feel like I'm their friend, you know. So there there are people who do it right and those people are who I try to model myself after. So sometimes they they don't even have an overlay on their stream. It's literally just the game in their cam but they're just talking to chat the whole time you know they're yeah. just having fun Annie Mole comes to mind she is literally like my top favorite streamer and she is just mostly chill but then when she gets tilted it's really exciting so <laughs> yeah, but it play better sometimes so but yeah it's it's just fun to watch people like that who are just vibing right totally getting into like your competitive gaming you guys have the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Team and the Rivals of Aether Team yes right? okay yes 
What does like a an average like day in the life of one of your players look like? Most of them are younger. It's hard because some are in college or early like young adult, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, working. I, I guess you know, average day is most of them you know going to school or working during the day, and then just a lot of grinding, a lot of grinding, both Wi-Fi for Smash and Rivals, like actually running playing in online tournaments. We have a couple guys who play Rivals online. We'll do tournaments and then we'll do tournaments in person when we have our smash tournaments on Fridays. So it's been kind of this thing where we've basically our, our main tournament organizer, Domo, started playing Rivals and he was like, this game is great. You should pick it up. And I was like, okay, cool. And I picked it up and I fell in love with it. And I was like, gosh, we got to start doing more with this, right? This is just so much fun. Uh, he's been playing tournaments online. We have obviously a very, very good Smash Brothers Melee player. You know, again, he's a young adult, works, you know, full-time job, plays online, grinds. That's, that's really Really the, that's kind of what it looks like. Honestly, we've had Rocket League team, same thing, right? They work full time, they come home. It's four to five hours of practicing, scrimming, running different scenarios. I, I mean, it's just crazy. Like coaching sessions, like actually hiring coaches to work with them on fundamentals, basics, looking at odds. So a lot of it is just watching your replays. It's just like regular sports, I would argue in a lot of ways. And it's the same like paradigm, you know, like, again, they, they do the same kinds of things, right? They practice, they train, you know, they try to stay as healthy as possible, right? Because you've got to at least try to stay in somewhat, stay somewhat healthy, you know, eat right. well, sleep well, all those kinds of things. And, you know, a lot of it is just sort of, I would argue sometimes just trying to avoid some burnout because it can be a lot to grind in that way, to play the same game and to play it on that level for that long, you know? So yeah. So it's tough, but yeah, I mean, a, a day in the life of somebody who plays esports or like, you know, amateur esports, whatever, you know, it's typically a lot of the same responsibilities, but their main hobby is just that they're really, really damn good at some games, right? Um, <laughs> you know, like playing. You were talking about just like avoiding burnout and stuff like that and how like how overbearing, like doing all the games all the time can be. Like in your own time, do you guys like to watch any other kinds of like esports or uh, anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've all been watching like the Valorant Challengers tournament. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Hiko fan. So I, I've been cheering <laughs> on 100 Thieves. Got to cheer for my boomer. <laughs> and Steel. Um, and Steel, yeah. He's also 30 plus, as, as are all of all yeah. of us. So yeah. we all have full-time jobs <laughs> and play games too. But yeah, we usually find some streamer to watch in the evenings. I, obviously we both work from home. Um, so I've got my dual PC or not dual PC, dual monitor <laughs> set up. And I wish I had dual PC. Yeah. So I've got the stream on one side and my work email on the other side. I, I don't know. That's just something that we like to do for, for downtime. What else have we watched? We've watched uh, League. Watch it. Yeah. Championship. LEC, all, all CSGO, face it majors. <laughs> it's weird because I, I just love esports in general, which is maybe a little bit different because people like certain games. So they'll follow certain games that they enjoy because they play those games and that's what they focus on. I think, yeah, I'm obviously the same way. Like I play a lot of Valorant. I enjoy watching Valorant. I think we all are kind of that way. Smash is also the same thing. Rivals, the same thing. And when we have those tournaments, obviously I love watching those. And when they stream like Smash and Splash and Genesis, which is in California, Evo, any of those, you know, like obviously I'm watching. But for me, like, I, you know, sometimes I'll just sit down and watch like Russian Dota tournaments. I don't know. Makes no yep. sense. You know, like <laughs> I, I can't explain, but like I'll watch Korean Valorant. I'll watch Korean League. Obviously I loved, you know, when Overwatch first came out, I loved watching the Apex series in Korea just because like that was so wild to me to see mm-hmm. like the early like Overwatch esports scene forming over these this Apex series in South Korea. I'm so fascinated by all of it. I've been fascinated by StarCraft for years. 
well, I would probably say like the mid 2000s. So like for me, it's just sort of all of it is intriguing. All of it is very yeah. intriguing. And I think that like the market is just so massive. It's only going to continue getting bigger. And part of what fuels its growth are organizations that help kids get a foothold in whatever game that they're looking to to explore and that's what i think kind of we do as pillars of that gap like that's mm -hmm. that's kind of a big mission for us yeah it's like with like the way like esports like has grown i know <laughs> we were really into overwatch league like yeah. Yeah, i absolutely. mean i like we went to two grand finals yeah. we were in it and like people were like what do you do i'm like you just watch them play and yeah. <laughs> like my other ass grandmother's like i saw you on abc like <laughs> so cool like <laughs> yeah so I know you said you weren't like actively recruiting or anything like that, but like with the way that it's expanding, are there any parts that you are looking to expand on in, in your organization in the future? We always kind of have an ear to the ground. People come to you in mysterious ways, right? I think we're so blessed to have people come to us as opposed to like us really trying to do like hardcore outreach, I think in that way. And that's not meant to be pretentious or anything like that. It's just that we're just blessed to have incredible people around us, right? But I would say as far as competitive of course right like corona has really put a big damper on some things that we wanted to do on a, from a competitive standpoint mm -hmm. obviously going to big majors that was a, you know something we wanted to do and it's hard to recruit people for fighting games in particular i'll tell you i think one area i want to get you know have kind of a presence a real like solid presence again is rivals just because I love the game and I love the scene. So that's one place, you know, personally, I'd like to see us expand into, of course, when the time is right. But I think that it's, gosh, it's so hard. I don't know, because I feel like uh, for me, I just sort of sit back and I let it happen, right? Where it's like Sarah and Gio and everybody else, it's like, it's it's a more active process, you know? So I just sort of, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to just like sit back and just like absorb things, you know, right. as opposed to like having to be that aggressive and outreach about it. So I don't know. I mean, what, what do you guys want to do this year? I mean, I have an idea as to what you guys want to do. I would like to see us bring on some more content people, to mm -hmm. be honest. I watch a lot of small streamers. I try to watch small female streamers specifically because I think while there are some who who get a lot of viewers and get a lot of traction. There's some out there who do a really, really great job and just don't see that. So I always try to, you know, at least lurk and give a view here and there. Mm -hmm. And I found a couple recently that I think would some check boxes for us as a community, but just to have some new people come out. I've been getting into Apex a lot more lately. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I've abandoned him playing Valorant. <laughs> um, I, I grinded Valorant for a year and I'm like just a little burnout. So I've just recently started <laughs> playing Apex and I love it, but I, I've been watching a lot of streamers play that too. So there's one in particular I have in mind that I, I do want to talk with you guys about later. <laughs> so yeah, I think that'd be fun. I'd like I'd like to see us bring on more more women. Honestly, feel a little outnumbered. It's it's me and Paradoxus, <laughs> and, and that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. Sarah hit the mark like exactly. I was I've been thinking the same thing. Like I I'd like to see more content creators come on. Obviously more competitive people. I'd like to see Beefy and Winter their third in Rocket League just because they play trios. They only duo queue, which is really weird. I I love those guys. They're amazing. And maybe if Sarah gets good enough, she can get on the Apex team. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There it is. It is recorded. You know that. <laughs>
Thank you guys for hanging out with us during this interview. It was a lot of fun to do. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll catch you next time for a regular episode of Keybinds. Have a great rest of your weekend. We hope you guys have a good start to your week. And we'll see you next time.